Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And well, as always, I'm excited to be with you here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant and alive and well. I have my rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. This is show number 969 today. Mm. Wow. And, uh, well, I have a good friend back in the <laughs> studio with me, Brother Henry Miller. Amen. Pastor of Victory Through Truth Church down in Woodville, Woodville. and also a new well, development, a new church. You just tell us about it. It's Brother Henry Miller. Just talk to us, Brother Miller. We also pastor a, a, a Panacea Mission Outreach in Panacea, Florida. We opened it three years ago. and. God's been a blessing, and we've been a growing, and we've had a couple of uh, major some some setbacks. Hurricane Michael hit us and shut us down for three months, but we rebuilt and kept a going. So we're there, okay. trying to keep on winning souls for the now Lord. for the radio audience who may not live here in Tallahassee because we're streaming on the internet all over the world. Right, Woodville, Florida, is about what five miles due south of Tallahassee. Right. Is if it? you leave the capital you, and drive out in front of the capital, if you go south, you go 12 miles, you're sitting in the middle of Woodville. There you go. Yep. You, yeah. It's five miles from the truck route, about four miles from okay, the truck now, route. But Panacea. Now, Panacea is down on the coast, just a right. little co- a coastal community down close to, uh, usually people take 98, and if you head 98, it goes over to, you got uh, a Met Art and Panacea, and then you, the next town would be Carabelle and Alligator Point and all them towns okay. in there. And all those are coastal towns. Coast, all them little coastal fishing and, communities. And we are in the what's called the Big Bend area mm-hmm. of Florida. If you're if you're away from Florida, so where is all this? Tallahassee's right in the bend. Tallahassee's in the middle. Yeah. And uh, if like I say, I, if you look due south from Tallahassee, you got Woodville. Right. And I just usually when I actually when I leave my church, it soon as I get through preaching at eleven, I jump in the car and head to Panacea, or twelve, I mean, and I just go down to ninety eight, make a right, and head. West and about 25, 30 minutes, I'm in Panacea. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to tell people because it's just a little bitty fishing right. village. And, down and on it's, the coast. Just, it's all country out in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful yeah. country. And then you, you do, you're bearing just a little bit to the west heading down toward yeah. Panacea. Right. So south, it would be southwest. Yes. Now, here's the thing. You are, uh, you and I are about the same age. Yeah. Okay, and I've been a pastor for getting close to 50 years, yeah. and you have too. Yeah. And you're pastoring a church, and you're also doing mission work, yep. and you also do secular work, and mm-hmm. you go to the prisons, and yep. then you play, and you sing. Why did you think you need to start another church? <laughs> Me and the Lord's had a couple of conversations <laughs> about that. I bet that. you have. <laughs> and he wins. <laughs> oh, always. Because like I was telling you a while ago, it was kind of like, and I won't get into all that unless you want me to in a moment, but it was like it was. It started out as a joke, like, you know, I was cutting up with a friend of mine, and they thing I know, we got a church sitting there. And, and the Lord, when she told me that she felt the Lord wanted a church there, and I'm, you know, and, and I'm thinking, right, okay. And then I said, well, if we could find a building. Well, I own a building, she says, right there. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, you're getting way ahead of the story. <laughs> because he told me this story a little while ago. But it's a good story. Let, let's, let's, let's Go back to the start? Yeah. Okay. The, it's, it started out. This is where, where I remember. Somebody in your church. Had Somebody in my church, church. His name Michael Owens. Okay. I was taking him home from a meeting one night. Right. And he lives in these uh, little apartments things. And in front of the apartment was this big, green, beautiful, and green And this is field. in Panacea. In Panacea. Right. And so I was kidding him, and I said, hey, man, that's a pretty feel for a tent revival. We ought to have a tent revival there. And 
He said, well, I happen to know the woman that owns the property. May I talk to her and see what she says? And I said, yeah, I'll see what she says. And figuring it wasn't going nowhere. Right. You know, so about two days later, he called me. Said, I talked to her. She said, yes, sir. You can have a tent revival on that property. And, uh, of course, I have to get, you know, permits right, to get right. the, to, to the rival to go. Okay, first of all, do you own a tent or did you have to rent a tent? Well, we didn't ever do the tent revival. Oh, you never did? Did never did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so me and her got to talking. Right. And then she says, I feel the Lord has always wanted a church here. Ah. And she says, I just feel God wants a church here. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, well. We'll we'll do this and we'll we'll see how the tent revival goes. Right. And that time we were still going to have the tent revival. Okay. And I said if the tent revival is a success, and we see that it can be something we can do, then if I can find a building. Okay. All right. All right. I remember that part of the yeah. story. If okay. I can find a building, then we'll pray about starting a church here. Okay. And she never missed a beat, and she says I own a building. Uh huh. And I looked down and said, Oh, okay. <laughs> I said, Well, like, where's the building at? And she says, Right there. And it's the old Posey's restaurant that was there for right. forever and ever and Great ever. Great seafood. Seafood yeah. restaurant. And she said, that's my building. I will have church in there. So so the the tent revival never happened. Never happened. Well, see, now you had me all excited about this tent yeah. revival. <laughs> we was going to do it, but then we had one piece of paper we was having trouble getting through yeah. the, to get okay. signed off on. So you started the church instead. So anyway, she says, well, uh, that was in fe- first week of February in 17. She says, uh. Well, we'll go ahead when you want to start. And I'm thinking, well, and I went home. I said, let me go pray about this thing. And I did. I went home and I began to pray. And I'm going to tell you, Pastor, you ever, have you ever missed the Lord? Oh, absolutely. Well, I missed him one time uh, years ago yes. in a town. God told me to put a church and uh-huh. I didn't do it. Uh-huh. And I was sitting at home praying. I mean, and every time I think about that town and drive through it. I would look at the building. God showed me was he said, that's the building. And I and I said one day, I said, you know, because of people, naysayers and oh, yeah. people talking sure. against it. And so I finally didn't do it. Uh-huh. So I went home and I was praying. I said, Lord, you know, I, I don't need another church. I mean, I got missions in the Appalachians. I got two missions up there. I got my church. I got prison. I got jail. And, and, and Lord, I just, and the Lord spoke to me. And I'll never forget this, Pastor. He said, you missed me one time. Oh, my don't miss me again. Oh, my. When God comes and brings a reminder, you're, you are in trouble. I knew. I knew right then. Oh, God, this is going to happen. Uh-huh. And so anyway, well, I called her and I says, okay, what is the rent going to be? And she said, well, she said, we won't charge you anything. If you want to start the church, I'll help you get it started. And and uh, But then we, we had to come up with some money because of the maintenance fees right. and all to keep. Okay. That's a pretty good size building. Yeah. Seats about 500 people, I think. And so anyway, uh she went and remodeled it, cleaned it up, got it ready for us, and we had our first service in March, first Sunday in March in 17. And first service, we had people saved. Uh-huh. And uh, it just started, you know, just like started taking off. We uh-huh. went from seven, then we was running 20. And then, then uh, we, I, I was telling you about the old Vietnam veteran that got saved. God saved him, and he's one of my rock-solid members there of the church go. today. Yeah. I mean, I just talked to him today while I was down there. But you call it a mission. We call it so a you're mission. You're not calling it a church. You're calling it a mission. It's a mission. So, so what's the difference between a church and a mission? Well, a mission is where you, 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 you're not necessarily just preaching. Uh-huh. You're reaching out to people to their needs. Okay. And so we was there a little while, and God began to deal with me that, you know, there's hungry people down there. There's people that don't have clothes because they are. Is we can find them anywhere. Poor, poor people 
that are struggling. Sure. You know, and, and, fish, and these little fishing communities seem like it's worse sometimes. It's because fe- fe- feast or famine it's for it. them. You it know, really is. You know, because something can go wrong in that water, and their and their livelihood is just gone. Well, when yeah. we started, they was already under red tide. Them cool yeah, guys right, couldn't even right, work. Right. I mean, they was sitting and. and I remember the first time we did a giveaway. My Lord, I don't know how many people showed up. Begging, yeah. you know, and I don't yeah. say begging. I mean, they was coming to get food and clothes. And we so we got hygiene items. We got food. Well, we started running, and it just took off. I mean, it just took off. I mean, wow. That's a, and, and like the Lord was saying, this is what I want you to do so you can minister to people's needs. And the next thing, people are coming in to get clothes, and we're taking them into church praying with them because they're going sure. through something. Yeah. Uh, I, I, one lady came in there. She was crying. She was in a crisis. We want her back to the Lord. Wow. And so that's why we call it a mission. It's not necessarily a church. We do have church there, first, third, and fifth. Okay, yeah. but now, so you're doing this on a Thursday night, the distribution. The distribution is every Thursday from three to six. Three to six, and you're giving away food. Now, you're not cooking food. No, you're, no You're cook giving food. away uh, canned goods and, and things of that right. nature. It's a food pantry. You can come in there and get all kind of food. And, and where are you getting all this food from? As I travel around, uh, you know, I try to travel all over the country. I got a lot of churches that have taken up and started food banks for me. And I got one church that just called me from Williamsburg, Pennsylvania, said, okay, when you going to be back this way? I said, well, right now, if they let us start traveling again, I'm on the road in June, which I'll be in your area in August. She said, we're going to start getting the pantry full of food for you. So when I go in, I'll go over and load the van up with food, and I got two or three churches that do that. <laughs> and when I come back, I got a van slammed You, you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> Do you remember back in the, I think it was the 50s, maybe the 60s, uh, Lucille Ball <laughs> was, was in a movie called The Long Trailer. Do you, do you, do you have you ever I've heard it. I don't know if I've ever seen okay. it. Okay. What happened in that movie was that she wanted, she liked rocks. Okay. So I say, went all the way across the country, everywhere she went, she just picked up a rock. <laughs> and then after a while, they're, they're, they're pulling all these rocks in this trailer, wondering why they can't get over these hills. And I'm thinking about you. Everywhere you go, you're picking up a few cans here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Time you get back to Tallahassee, yeah. that van is, is dragging. It is. I ain't kidding you. When I rode back in Tallahassee, old things I got, I went and bought me a it's like I was one hundred thirty dollars extra shocks to hold the rim. <laughs> it just squashes them. <laughs> but now, you, when you travel, a lot of times you're going up to Kentucky to the Appalachians, so you're taking stuff up. Well, I've got to then, where I got pretty smart now. Okay, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm not, not the brightest tool to shed yet, but I'm getting there. I've got them lined a lot of times where I headed to say I'm going to Pennsylvania or I'm going to Canada. Well, I'm going through Kentucky. So I'll load up a van and I'll go through and we either do a giveaway or there's a mission in Cool Springs, Kentucky. And I got one we just started last December in Chop Bottom, Kentucky. And so we got those two. We'll carry food and stock them up and, and right. do a giveaway with them and clothes. But now where are you getting that food from? It comes from the same place because I mean I got you. You'll be amazed how much food I pick up when I'm oh, out running. So so you're you're on your way up to uh, uh, somewhere. So you, mm-hmm. you head through Kentucky. So you're bringing stuff literally. I from load up and Tallahassee. Yeah. Pick it up from Alabama. Where well, you? Alabama. I just got a pastor today calling from Cairo, Georgia. He supports me heavily with food and and he's been good to me in every area of my right, ministry. Right. And he called me today. Says I got you a load of food when you can you come get it or do you need me to bring it to you? So now on on these Thursday nights when you're having uh, these distributions there at Panacea, mm-hmm. do you always have enough food every time? Well, we we started running short. Okay. Yeah. Here, well, actually, when we stopped me from traveling, which I can't get none now because you know most states wouldn't let me, you know, come in and out of their states because of this the virus thing, and uh, so we got a little tired a few times. In fact, we just 
had to take some money out of my ministry the other day to go buy food because okay. we'd run out. So, so this gives uh, radio audience, if you're out there listening and uh, you're hearing about this, an uh, opportunity. Yeah. If somebody wants to get involved Please in this. Please call me. We'll come pick it up. Okay. So how will they get in touch with you? Uh, well, you got a lot of ways you can call me. I'm, I, you know, if you want me to get my phone number here in a minute, we Did can. you want to do it? It's 850-273-1674. And okay. if you'll call me, hey, we'll come. I got a big van and a trailer. Okay. Whatever you want to donate, we strictly, all of it goes strictly to Panacea or the two missions in Appalachian. Because uh, believe me, we... We do a lot up there too. Yeah, and they could designate it. If they, they, designate if they want to just it. yeah. If they want to go to Panacea, I won't just go to Panacea. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. one ministry in uh, in uh, uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania, that designates everything they give me mm-hmm. to go to one mission. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you know, I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to the same people. Right, right. And uh, you can do that. Uh, a lot of people now contact me. I got a Facebook ministry page. I get a lot of response through that now. You can go to Henry Miller Ministries on Facebook and just go to my message box and. You know, okay. tell me. But uh, you also give away clothes. We uh, give away clothes kind of free. And, and what kind of clothes do they? Anything you can. Uh, well, I mean, there's always something that the people need more than others. I well, mean, we, try to, we try to work it like this. Okay, right now in Panacea, it's getting hot. Okay. Okay, we try to focus on summer clothes. Okay. We have got a school supply set up in there for children's school supplies. Uh, we give away lots of school supplies. Uh, children's clothes. Okay. Uh, and we focus on summer. Now, when we get to the winter, now, that's as much in the summer because Panacea don't get that terrible cold. We do get winter clothes in Panacea. So as the season comes, we shift to what we need. Mm-hmm. Now, the Appalachians, when I run up there, they need serious winter clothes. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, you're from cold. Kentucky. It's cold there. But Trust they me, need serious winter clothes. They don't need none of the, the <laughs> yeah. long sleeve shirts. Yeah, because most people think, well, the cold states, that's like Minnesota. Or, no. No, it gets cold in Kentucky. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I was up there and it was yeah. 13 degrees. But, you know, it's, what's funny is that some days you'll be up there and you'll be in, in T-shirts. Yeah. Like, I remember about three years ago, the day after Christmas, on my little piece of property that was my dad's and now it's mine, I was out there walking around in T-shirts on the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. But now, about a week later, they had a blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gone. Yeah. I was back in Florida by that time. We go, we go up there every December for the orphanages. We got two orphanages I work with up in Kentucky. And uh, this last December, I left here on, uh, I think it was like the Monday it's eighteenth, I think. We go up, so we get their Christmas to them for Christmas and both orphanages. Uh, I get to uh, north of up there, close to Tennessee, and it starts flooding. Oh. I mean, flooding all the way to Kentucky. Then I get the next morning; it is snowing. Yeah. I got to go to the orphanages in a snowstorm. We get over to uh, Buckhorn, where one of the orphanages it is sleeting and snowing. <laughs> that's 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 about right. <laughs> but now, speaking of the flooding, now have you checked with your missions up yeah, there because yeah, they're that. having a lot of flooding? Yeah, in Kentucky. I just talked to one of my missions. I just saw a picture of my hometown that a whole section of it's underwater. Yeah, they said <laughs> where I work at. In, uh, there's a cool springs and which is outside of Onita. Uh, they was they was talking to me yeah. yesterday. Several bridges was underwater. Well, there'll be some needs there yeah. because people's homes will be flooded out. Well, they those. said we could go June eighth. So June eighth, I'm rolling out. Uh, oh, okay. June eighth, I'm headed back to the Appalachians. We got a giveaway in Chop Bottom, Kentucky, and we got one over in Cool Springs, Kentucky. So they're not allowing people, or they're not wanting people from outside the state to come in to Kentucky. Is that they are letting up now? Uh, they didn't. That's when I was yeah. actually I was in the third week of March. I was in Kentucky doing giveaways and missions, and the governor kind of like said, "I get." 
because <laughs> you know? yeah. we're locking it down. Well, I know. I talked to my brother, and my brother and I, we, we own the farm together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lives in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, have you been down to the farm? He said, no, they don't want us to cross the no. state line. Now, he lives right across the river. Right. Said, no, they don't, they don't no, want us. they were serious. Yeah, yeah, they I, really I, were. See, I didn't realize that. Because I have not been out of the state since all this happened. Yeah. Well, but, actually, I had a, when I I'm came. About the time we haven't been out of Florida. Yeah. On Thursday, he was getting pretty serious about people. You know, and I thought you know, he's going to quarantine him. I said, "Well, I better get on out of back to Florida." Yeah. So I drove. I left that day at twelve o'clock and drove. Got home at midnight. Now, where were you at? In uh, Cool Springs, Kentucky. Oh, you were. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about back in March. Yeah. Oh, I said, yeah. The, the yeah. week they shut everything down. Yeah. Okay. And I got back home, and with the next week, everything got shut down totally. And uh, but I got out of there because he said uh, if it, you had outstated plates, they was going to quarantine you. Really? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all over. Where he's, he's going to quarantine you, and I said, "Let me get out." Of here. No, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so they see you without state plates. Where are they going to quarantine you at? Well, wherever you were at. I mean, but what if you, what if you don't? I mean, well, I mean, they there? was letting people travel on the interstates. Yeah, through yeah, right. But, you, but I was in the mountains up there in the right. So you, so you'd have to say, "Hey, to somebody, hey, I'm going to have to move in with yeah, you." Yeah, I'd have to stay here for <laughs> because fourteen days. Because the state says I can't. Yeah, go Yeah, that's exactly right. Wow, wow. Because yeah, yeah. that's when one of the, uh, the directors came to me and said, uh, "You know." If they, they was making a statement today that you get, you need to go. Yeah. Well, I had heard that. <laughs> I don't feel trying to run me off. Or <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're, we've been very blessed here no. in Florida. Yes. Because our, our governor, has, to me, has handled things very very Perfect. well. Yes. And, and so. uh, uh, he told the churches, he said, you all are essential. Yes. So it's really our decision. I'm very proud of him. And uh, we we never stopped having services at our church yeah. at all. But my congregation is small. Yeah. And we made sure we, we cleaned everything before people came in. Uh, matter of fact, Sunday I had somebody show up and they were showing symptoms of sickness. I said, go home. And, yeah. and, and they did. Right. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a problem. But, but uh, in some of the states... I mean, this really cracked down. Of course, I'm like I said, being from Kentucky, I hear from my my family up there. They go to all play up there. Yeah, they, uh, and of course, a lot of my people live on farms. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, going to town is an adventure for them anyway. Mm-hmm. But still, at times you need to go get some milk or whatever. Right. It, it became quite a, quite an ordeal. So yeah, well, everything but, in April got canceled. I had revivals in Macon, Georgia. Georgia shut down. I mean, it's just so. I just parked the van at the house yeah, and yeah. worked in Panacea. Yeah, and, and I've, I've been thinking about our, our, our gospel singer friends. And of course, you know, I, I had the Saturday Night Gospel Sing show, so I have real love for these musicians who make their living going to churches and singing, and mm-hmm. they have not been able to, no to go. No income. That means, yeah, they don't have to work. Yeah. And that's what they do for a living. And so I'm, I'm, my heart is toward them. Yeah, I had a, I have a, in fact, she wrote a song on this new CD I just released. Uh, she's a full time. She's a full time singer. She travels around. Wonderful woman of God, and uh, she told me she, she said I'm done. She said I have had no income since March, and thank God I can still get out and do my secular right. business. Which right. I ain't getting rich, but it pays the bills. Sure, and keeps food in my house and gas in the tank. And but I, I told her I said you know I hate it you know so we you know different people have been stepping up giving her a little money here because I mean she's had no income wow every booking she had is I told her yes a couple of days ago she's done to July really yeah she said everything's canceled to July yeah and the thing about it and I think you're talking about Joyce I go mm-hmm. yeah uh, a person like her that's how she makes her, living. her she, living she goes she uh, she's a, a kind of a preacher as well as a singer singer yeah and awesome yeah. And, and she goes and she ministers in churches yeah and now all of a sudden she's not allowed to do that uh, well I mean I say she's not allowed to I mean if there's opportunities 
But uh, what, she's not from Florida. Where's she no, she's from? She's from West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. Okay, so now she, she usually comes to Florida during the winter. Yeah, she stayed there. In fact, she had to leave here because in March, that's when they started shutting things down. And uh, she left, head back to West Virginia. And then I was talking, I've talked to her off and on yeah. throughout the thing. And, and uh, in West, she called me because me and her had a revival in Ashland, Alabama the first week of April together. Okay. And uh, she, they called us and canceled it. And I had one the next week in Richland, Pennsylvania. And they canceled that so one. So she would have probably done better to stay in Florida. Because it, it, some of the churches here were still operating. Yeah, but they was like mine. I mean, we, I, I'm, we're like you. We ran, but we had to keep that guidelines. Yeah, I mean, sure. And a lot. Of, and I, what I did, I told my congregation, I said, "You make up your own mind." That's what I, I told mine. I'm going to be. The, I'm going to be here. If you want to come, yeah. come. If you don't, yeah, and, and that's basically what happened. Some, you know, a lot of them said, "No, we're not coming." We did Facebook. Yeah. We did our live stream on our ministry page on Facebook. I did the parking lot church. And uh, and I told people, if you want to come, come. If you don't, right. stay home, watch on Facebook or whatever. And right. Now, now, what's happening in your church now? Are you having regular services? Yeah, now? we're about to regular services okay. now. We had a regular crowd back. Actually, they all shot me. They all came back Sunday. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> uh, well, I noticed uh, last Sunday, not, not, not the Sunday that we just passed, but the Sunday before that, hmm. coming into town, uh, I noticed that some of the churches that had not been open on Sunday had right. crowds there. And then I, I reported that to my congregation. I said, right. "It looks like some of the churches are starting to have services back now." Right. And then, uh, and some of the churches. Well, one church I passed by last Sunday, I noticed that they they were out in the front and they were using their porch as a right. kind of a platform, right. and people were gathered around. And, and uh, that's that's fine. And you can do that now. You can do that now. Yeah. yeah. But we're spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> and it ain't like in the old days where people would be out underneath an oak tree right. in the middle of summer. I was kind of like shocked. <laughs> I had as many people come up to my church parking lot. We blocked it off. Yeah. Told all the regular folks that were in parking in the back in the back area. And like a drive-in theater right there. It was all parked <laughs> out there. In the car. But, but we were so blessed because the weather stayed mild. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah, because a lot of times this time of year in Florida, by this time, man, it starts getting hot. Yeah. But this year... It stayed uh, fairly cool through the whole thing. Now, Brother Henry, we're already moving along here. Yeah. And I, I, we do this every time because Brother Henry is a singer. <laughs> and uh, he is uh, he has a wonderful testimony about how he, he got into the whole music thing. And uh, But anyway, he brought me a new CD. You just released and, and, less than a month ago. Okay. And we're going to play some of his songs. The first one is called The Alpha Tree Song. So tell us real quick while, while I'm pushing the button here. The Apple Tree Song is a song that was written back in the late 70s, I think. And uh, you, You'll recognize the Listen to the words. Yeah, they, that, that'll, the that's theme. what gets your heart. Yeah. face. 
He said, friend, I'm a preacher. I'd be glad to help you in any way that I can. The young man through his tears proceeded to tell his story. You see, preacher, two years ago I got so hard and mean. My mom and dad couldn't do anything with me. I wasn't anything but a source of embarrassment to them. Things got so bad, I went so far as to even hit my father one day with my fist. He said, son, I hate to do this. It's going to break your mama's heart. I'm going to have to ask you to leave this house. Get out. We don't want you here anymore. So, preacher, I wanted all over this country. And about three weeks ago, I gave my heart and life to Jesus. I wrote mom and dad and told them what had happened. Told them I'd be on this old train. Told them I was coming home. The preacher said, son, that's well and good, but how do you know that you'll be welcome? How do you know that everything's forgiven? Well, preacher, I told him in a letter, if everything was okay and they could forgive me for all the things I had done, tie a white rag in the top of the old apple tree. When I could see it from the train and I knew it'd be all right to come on home. Preacher, would you look out there and tell me what you see? I want to go home so bad. I'm so sorry for all the heartache that I've caused. So could you look and see if there's a white rag in that old tree? So the preacher wiped the dust off the window and looked out. He turned to the young man and said, Son, you don't have anything to worry about. That old tree's in full bloom. And standing under the trees, an old silver-headed mom and dad waving a big bed sheet that says, Welcome home, son. That's just like Jesus. No matter how far we may go in sin, no matter how far we may wander from him, he's always there to welcome us back home. Good job. <laughs> That's good. You did a good job of telling the story there. Yeah. Kinda, now, it, it was all the Lord. It doesn't, uh, your voice doesn't sound, but it reminded me of uh, Walter Brennan. Yeah. Remember how he used to yeah, do I some, remember some of his stories. Yeah, I he used to tell songs. those stories and his songs, and, and uh, he always enjoyed those very, very much. I did. And, of course, that, that song, it, it's, it's been a secular song. It's been a religious song. Yeah. But the meaning is very, very, very true. well true. Very, very good. Yeah, I had, and I was sitting there trying to think of a song because I liked on this new CD I did. I, I, lo I wanted to mix in some old stuff with it, you right? Because right. I got a couple of actually one I wrote. She was listening to while the Samaritan song, and uh, that song I used to sing it back in the eighties. And I said, you know what, I got to. Uh, I'm gonna put this on the CD and try it. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, we're going to try to get some more in here okay. before before we're, we're done here this morning. But uh, uh, Brother Henry also plays the guitar, yeah. and uh, he self-taught. Yeah. Actually, the Lord taught him how to play. Absolutely. And, he uh, shared that story with him that couple yeah, days ago. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, he plays the guitar and sings. And of course, my favorite song of all that you did is, is a Shepherd, Shepherd of the Night. Shepherd of the Night. And I played that on the uh, Saturday Night Gospel, sing which will air Saturday night on okay. 94.1. The last song 
that I played was uh, Shepherd of the Night and told the people to tune in today right. yeah. to, to well, be able to hear more of, more of your songs. So I just kind of connected two shows together. But I've always liked that song. That Shepherd of the Night song came to me when I came in at the lowest point of my life in 2004. I mean, it, my world had fell apart. I mean, I, I was going through one of the hardest tests I've ever been through, and I knew the devil was trying to defeat me. And I just, I mean, I remember coming in, and I was just like, it was, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I can't, I could get into all the story there, but it was bad. I, everything in my life could go wrong, went wrong. And I walked up, and I mean, I'd be laying at night, and I couldn't sleep. I just lay there with my mind going a thousand miles an hour, trying to understand why everything was happening. Right, right. And then I walked to my kitchen sink, and I, I never forget, and where I'm living at now on Old Plank Road, and the words of that song just started flowing in my wow. head. Wow. Just started I, th- I thought you had written that song. I did. Yeah. I wrote that song in 2004, yeah. I think, or five. Yeah. I mean, it just started coming to me, and I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, where's this coming from? And I ran and took yeah. a pencil and wrote it down on a piece and, of and paper, the even is, the, verse, the melody. When you, when you listen to that song, as, as a listener, you go through the changes mm-hmm. that, that, you, that you're experiencing as you relate through the song. Right. Basically, a song about a man who can't sleep in the middle of the night. Right. And, 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 yeah. and God's there with you. And it's, yeah. it's it, I don't know. I've always enjoyed that particular well, song. But I, I enjoy you. your music. But, you know, <laughs> actually, we're going to play a little bit more. But uh, I want you to do this for me. Okay. You... Uh, uh, have you have you always been a believer? And I mean, did you grow up in church? I grew up. Let's put it like this: I grew up in church, but it wasn't like I was. Because my mom, my dad was an alcoholic, and so he didn't let my mom go to church. But uh-huh. Mama always made sure that I went to church. And I little like Mystic Baptist Church in Bristol. Like me and Granny Collinsworth, every Sunday morning would be sitting in that church. Huh. And Granny Collinsworth made sure that I sat with her and I listened to the preacher, and then I was. Bo Clinton, he was my Sunday school teacher when I was about seven, eight years old. So I was raised being taught the fundamentals. Okay. You know, I mean, I knew pretty much. I mean, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 12 years old. You know, I mean, I remember walking up the altar at the church and being baptized there in Lake Mystic. But about the 15, the temptations, the world began to dangle its little lures in front of me. Oh, yeah. And, Everything and, is shiny. And then I made bad decisions, wrong decisions for alcohol, wrong decisions for drugs, wrong decisions for, well, anything. And I went pretty deep into the pit of sin. And uh, then along, I was out of church for quite a while. Uh-huh. And then one day, uh, uh, God began to deal with my heart. I mean, I had this uh, pastor, he kind of, I tell this, it's a true story. He kind of, he was a pastor of the Pentecostal Holiness Church at Bristol. His name was Brother Griffin. And he'd come to my house, and he had this 72 Chevrolet. He'd pull up in the yard, and he says, I hear a noise. And I had a shop in my backyard. I worked for okay. the Chevrolet place here today, and I had a, a shop in my backyard. So now, how were you by this time? Oh, uh, 25. Okay, so you, you're getting into your adulthood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he'd come up, and he says, I got a noise in this car. I want you to listen to it. And I'd go over there, and I'd be a mechanic, you know. And somehow that noise ended up talking about Jesus every <laughs> good time. For, good for him. Yeah, every time. I'm thinking, there wasn't no noise in this car. And I said, I don't hear nothing. He said, but I heard it. Yeah. And he'd leave. And I'm thinking, uh-huh, he set me up. Right, right. right. <laughs> and then one day, he'd come back again. I heard that noise again. Yeah. And I'd get, oh, where's it at? Where'd you hear it from? And here we go about Jesus somehow. <laughs> and he kept doing that, and he kept showing me that the road I was on was destructive. He wasn't judgmental. He just uh, let me know, hey, this road's leading you down the wrong road. Because yeah, right. my dad got killed drunk driving. And 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 then uh, one day I was at my house sitting on my porch drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette. Life was good. 
had everything a man could want, all the toys. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, choose today who you're going to serve. I'll, I'll never forget. I sat on my swing with a beer in my hand, a cigarette in one hand, and I heard the voice say, choose today who you're going to serve. Just out of the clear blue. Clear blue. Huh. And I knew. I knew. I said, oh, my Lord. I've, I've said this in humor. I said, I, I know I've had a long day, and I got some bad beer, so I'm going to bed. <laughs> And I remember getting into bed, and I laid down, and I, I'll never forget. I shared this Sunday at my church preaching, and I laid in the bed, Pastor Jack, and it was like the Lord said, before you leave, choose who you're going to serve, me or the devil. If you want to choose me, i got life for you, and I promised of a good life. You choose the other way, you know the end. Now, wow. choose. And then me and God had a, honestly, we had a fight. <laughs> we did. I told him, I said, you got the wrong man. You need to go somewhere else. Yeah. I can't, I've done, because I did, I tried to quit drinking. I knew it was wrong to take my baby's milk money to go to bars and gambling houses and buy drugs. I knew it was wrong. And every Monday, I'm going to do better. And, uh, and, and I told God, I said, you got the wrong man. You just need to go somewhere else. I cannot live for you because I'm proven I can't quit drinking. Lord, I've done tried so many times. I've wasted, and you know, I'm get worse. I said, I've tried to quit everything, and it just never works. So God, leave me alone because I can't serve you because I can't do it. And then these words came following that. People think I'm crazy, but this is exactly what happened. He said, that's the trouble. You've been trying to do it. There you go. You yep. do it. You And he spoke to me. He said, you will never do it. But if you will fall on your knees and call upon me, I will do it for you. And I asked him, I said, okay, God, this is what you got. You ain't got nothing here, but if you can deliver me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. Then you got me. And I said, I wasn't going to be no hypocrite. I promised I was not going to go down to church house and not live what right, I thought right, was right. right. And I, I, knew, I closed my eyes. And I said, okay, God, in Jesus' name, forgive me of my sins. Brought out my transgressions. Forgive me, Lord. I've sinned in every way. I broke every one of your commandments and some you didn't write. And forgive me. And if you will forgive me, not only forgive me, I need to be set free. And I'll never forget, when I got through praying that prayer, I was sharing this Sunday morning at my church. I felt something in my chest I'd never felt. But it was like, it was like I, I, I just couldn't contain it. It was like, what is this feeling? And I, I was sharing my church Sunday morning. It was the old man who was dying. Yeah. And God was Hallelujah. raising up a new yeah. man. Yeah. He raised up a new Christian, a new yeah. man. And and I remember going to the work at the Chevrolet dealership the next day because I was going to try it out before I told anybody. I, mean, I wasn't going to go tell anybody I was saved because <laughs> in case it didn't work. <laughs> right. And i never get this guy. He and I run some real parties together back before I got saved. He came over and he looked at me and said, what's wrong with you? I said, what do you mean? He said, you ain't acting like yourself. And of course, I mean – they wouldn't a day I wouldn't cuss everything out. There wasn't a day I wouldn't, nothing I wouldn't do. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you just ain't acting right today. Something's wrong. And the Lord said, tell him. And I said, oh. He said, tell him what Testify. I've done. Testify. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, let me tell you what happened to me last night. And it was like, he like, what'd you get a hold of, man? You got some good stuff, didn't you? And I said, I gave my heart to Jesus. Wow. And he looked at me. I'll never forget, Pastor Jack. He looked at me, blew a smoke and some smoke in my face, and said, "You won't make it to Friday. You'll be drunk in the bars for Friday night." And that's been forty-five years ago. Wow! <laughs> Hallelujah! And he even come to hear me preach after but I the got. Think about it. He said, "All of this was the wooing of the Holy Spirit." Yes. Even when you didn't even really realize it, right? And and all of this transformation, it's, it has to be given to the work of the Holy Spirit. Him, yeah. I. But now what I'm interested in about it is that, okay, your father was an alcoholic, mm -hmm. and uh, and here you had grown up going to church and mm -hmm. been there and and hearing the preaching of the word. 
but you chose to follow that path that your father chose yep. that was destructive. Yeah. And and uh, what amazes me about it is that you're not the only one. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You know. And and why that is? Why that is? A, a a child can see his parents and how destructive it is, and yeah. then turn around and do it. Yeah. I remember him being put in jail so many times for drunk driving and doing all kind of stuff. But yet I ended up in the same boat yeah. and probably worse because I was doing the other stuff and he wasn't doing. He was just getting drunk. Uh-huh. You know and. Uh, and, and to me, I was having fun. This but, was life. But it just tells you how what what the Lord said to you. Said, Look, you, you're not going to do this in your flesh. Oh, He told me because he, flesh is flesh. And I am I am absolutely convinced that that when Jesus uh, said to Nicodemus, He said, "You must be born again." That what He was saying to him says, verse. "You have to have a spiritual awakening." Amen. Because that's that's the only thing. Interesting enough, and I. I I've kind of been stuck on this particular passage of Scripture where it talks about how that when Nicodemus came to him, he didn't ask him how to be saved. He says, how do you do these miracles? Yeah, he said, how do you do these miracles? And then Jesus explained to him, hey, this is all spiritual. And and, and if you don't understand (laughs) spiritual things. because you're carnal. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to, to have any victory or any understanding until you are aware that there's a spiritual world all around you. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's happenings. Amen. And, 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 of course, next he goes to the well of Sakhar, and he tells that woman the same thing. Same thing. Spirit and truth. So, so what happened, basically, God just allowed the Holy Spirit to come to you. Right. And reveal himself. Because it was, it was so weird because, yeah. I mean, I had no intentions I, I mean, people talk to me about church. I'm like, yeah, that's that's for that's for y'all. And yeah. do Henry Miller. I got my life. I got my little yeah. four wheel drive truck. My hog. I was a hog hunter. I love hog hunting. Uh, every Sunday, <laughs> I was in the woods hog hunting, or I was on the river fishing. That's my life. Yeah. And here I am sitting with my beard in my hand, smoking. Man, I had a shop in my backyard. I made as much money as I did at the Chevrolet place. And and choose today wow. who you're going to serve. Okay, so so you gave your heart to the Lord that night. Yeah. And then things begin to change. When did you get called to the ministry? Well, it's funny because the day, this is true because I got saved on a Monday night in 1977 in August. I came home the next night for more honest truth, brother, Pastor Jack. I got out of my car. I'd made it a whole day living for the Lord, and a lightning bolt hit a pine tree. And it was probably 50 yards from my house, ran across the high ground and blew everything in my house up as I was walking in the door. Wow. <laughs> the next day, I got saved on Monday. This was on Tuesday. I'm saying it blew the light bulbs out of the ceiling. It blew the television up. And, and you I'm, were in the house. In the house. Wow. <laughs> and I'm walking around going, okay. I don't think the devil was happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember standing. I remember standing in the little kitchen thing I had, and I'm looking around, and I heard this voice, and I, you know, say I'm crazy, but I heard this voice say, "You keep going this path, and I'll show you other stuff, and I'll show you you don't want this path." Wow! And it was the devil telling wow. me, "You you serve the Lord." And, I'll, I'll, and I said, "Well, you know yeah. what? I made it 24 hours. I think me and the Lord can do this." Yeah. And and then it was like, I'm gonna say a year, maybe a year and a half uh, before the Lord began to. Call me to ministry. I started working. You know, I mean, my it was so weird how God used. I look at my path and I go, this had to be God, because I was. I mean, I I was sharing with my church the other day. I didn't know nothing about the Lord, nothing about nothing except Jesus loved me and yeah. He saved me. I went and got me a Bible, my old granny's Bible to start with, and a little pocket New Testament. I drove a truck for Anders Equipment Company, 
And when I was on the road on wrong distance, I'd take that little Bible and I'd sit and I'd read and I'd pray, God, please show me. Show me you. Show me what I've got a hold of here, Lord. And I'd get on my knees and my old granny's old Bible, because I didn't even have a Bible. And I just sat there and I said, God, I don't understand it, but please open it up to me. And it did. He just began to wow. open his word to me. And it, was, it become alive. And I'm thinking, wow. I've had a man, I was preaching in Pennsylvania here a year or so ago, and a man comes and says, what seminary did you graduate from? And I said, I've never been to a seminary. I said, I'm not against him. I said, I've never been to one. He said, nobody can know and preach like this unless he's, I said, it's all yeah. Jesus, all him. So, and, so after you got saved, did you go start going to church? Somewhere? Oh, I, oh yeah, I never missed service. Oh, every, every time the doors open, I was there. So, so where did you go? Did Pentecostal you go Holiness Church in Bristol. Bristol Pentecostal. So Holiness that church. you just why why did, why did you choose that church? Because that's where that pastor was at. He was oh, the pastor. There. The one that was coming to you. I was, yeah, I got you. Okay, I got the connection. Okay. Yeah, my uncle was, and I won't call the religion, but he was a different faith, okay. and he come to me. So one he day. was the one that was dropping the seed. Yeah, he's going to come out. Of, I hear this noise. Yeah, he's, he, he was dropping the seed, and, and yeah, Henry, uh, you, you know, didn't she, realize that he was <laughs> the seed he was sowing, but he was sowing it, yeah. and it was falling on some good ground, yeah. even though you didn't realize. I didn't realize. Yeah. It. He'd be over and he said, Henry, I heard that noise right yeah, over there. And I'd be yeah, over my okay. head down in the ball of that hood. And he right. said, you know, Jesus, boy, what he can do with your life if you just surrender. You know, Henry, he loves you. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. They ain't doing no noise. And I mean, but now this is quite a difference. You you were grew up in a Baptist church. And now you're going to Pentecostal mm-hmm. Holiness Church, which is, well, they're different. No, that's, yeah. yeah. But the, that's kind of the direction you followed after that. For- I think I thank God allowed me because I look at my that's why I like the verse in the Bible one of my favorites where I know all things work together for the love of, for those that love God and are called according Romans to Romans chapter 8 Romans yeah. chapter 8 yeah. I think what 25 I was raised there and they did good I mean I remember the, the teachings I remember the sure. love I remember the, 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 the late Mystic Baptist pastor he was a, lived here in Tallahassee but he pastored there can't remember his name now he took a personal interest sure, sure. And, and I remember those teachings even when I was in sin I knew yeah you know, I'd be sitting at the bars going, you know, if I die tonight, I ain't going to be good. His word does not return yeah. void. <laughs> I mean, I remember that preacher said, if I died like this, I know where I'm going. Yeah. And I knew it. And yeah. I felt scared me. Yeah. And then when I got saved in the Pentecostal, it was a total different night and yeah. day because they were more into this. And the next thing I knew, I was hung into that. And then finally, God had to settle me down and show me he's God. Yeah. It was all good to teach me. Right, and, and it was the Holy Spirit that had come to you anyway. To bring me to where yeah. I am today, because yeah. now I preach in Baptist churches, Methodist churches. I, you know, in fact, I got a revival in the Methodist church in Davis, West Virginia in a few weeks. But now, so you got involved in church, mm-hmm. and then somewhere yeah. along the line, the call of God came yeah. to you. How did that happen? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. This makes, makes some of your listeners life. Maybe I was... I was teaching Sunday school to start with, and then next thing I was, the pastor was putting me in places, and and one day he was talking to me, and he knew that God had called me, and I could feel the calling, and he told me one day, he said, uh, uh, when you get your, if you feel led to call, uh, get a sermon, I want you to preach your first sermon here. Okay. And I said, okay. Well, I went home, and God gave me a sermon. I'll never forget it. And I thinking, wow. So I called Brother Griffin. I said, I got a sermon. You know, and I've been going there maybe a year and a half, and he said, oh, I, well, I didn't have a suit to my name. All I had was Chevrolet Place uniforms, but I did have one suit. It was green, 
bell-bottom plaid breeches with a lime. Stylish. Yeah, well, that was my disco suit back before I got saved. I had a lime green shirt and one of them disco coats. And and I remember we was in the church parking lot, and I pulled up my little doodlebug Volkswagen with my first sermon. And when I stepped out to call them bell-bottoms and that bright Pastor Griffin shirt turned about the color of your wall, and I, oh, no. Like my cousin Vinny. So anyway, he let me go ahead and preach, and uh, I didn't preach. I thought, man, I had this sermon. It's going to be great. I was going to be set the house on fire, and it lasted about 15 minutes, and I'm going, I'm through. (laughs) And so Brother Griffin got up, and he said, you did did good a job. You did a great job, Henry, for your first sermon. He said, and I found a lot of preachers thought they were going to do a lot more than they did. But there's an old lady that went to church. I love her. and. She was a blessed. I love that woman. Her name was Sister Charlotte Israel. She said, she stood up and she's going to testify. And she said, I like Brother Henry's preaching. I really like him. You know why? Because when he finished, he just shut up. <laughs> and he was short, too. <laughs> so that's how I got into the ministry. And then God just began to open doors here and there and there and there. And now I wonder every time I look around, is that another door I got? To, is that another panacea? <laughs> But but uh, you eventually uh, filed for credentials with. Oh yeah yeah I, went, I got licensed with International Pentecostal Owners Church in 1978. Okay, and uh, I got licensed with them. Was licensed with them up until a few years ago. All right, we got to play another song. Play another song. And, and, and this 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 will go real well. This is called uh, on the battlefield. On the battlefield, I that song. brother Henry Miller. <laughs> I was alone and idle. I was a sinner too. I heard a voice from heaven saying there's work to do Well I took the master's hand and I joined that heavenly band And I'm on the battlefield for my Lord Well I'm on the battlefield for my Lord Yes I'm on the battlefield for my Lord Well I promised him that I would serve him till I Sinner come to God Coming of the sun, I'll lay my armor down, pick up my robe and crown, and I'll walk the streets of gold with my Lord. And I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Well, I promised him that I would serve him till I die.
battlefield for my Lord, Brother Henry Miller, (laughs) right here on the Gospel on the Radio talk show on 97.9 ESPN Radio, WTSM. I'm so happy to have you along this morning. We've got just a few more minutes to go. I do need to tell you a few things. I'm also, I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We love having visitors. We start at 11.05 on Sunday mornings, and we will be having services today. Love to have you bring the family. We're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for our signs. They're on the right-hand side. We're in the storefront there. Love having visitors. Also, let's you know this show will be on podcast uh, probably sometime next week. Show number 969. If you want to listen to it again or share it with a friend, just go to podcast. All you got to do is type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee. And it'll come up, and there's all kinds of uh, the talk shows and the daily broadcasts there for you to listen to. So you may want to do that as well. Also, tune in Monday or Saturday nights, <laughs> 7 o'clock, on 94.1 for the Saturday Night Gospel. Sing a full hour of Southern Gospel music. You get the gospel music and me. <laughs> and uh, uh, I have a lot of fun on that show. Also, the daily broadcast is on 94.1, 11 o'clock. It's called the Gospel on the Radio broadcast. And that's a f- full five minutes of teaching. So now you are duly informed. Don't Amen. forget my good friends, Robin and Jim, Triple A Constant Comfort. They do heating and air conditioning. They've been helping me do this show since I started way back in 2002. Brother Henry, I'm coming up close to a 20-year anniversary Amen. of doing this show. I was just thinking about this today. That's amazing. Amen. That's just amazing. That's awesome. Uh, 900, actually 969 shows. Wow. Can you imagine the number of people that I've had behind these microphones? Amen. <laughs> yes. That's awesome, brother. I love and, it. And uh, just giving people an opportunity to share the, their faith Amen. and what God is doing in their life. And I, I say their passion. Yes. Such. Now, you are a what we refer to as a, a tent maker ministry. Yeah. Basically, if you don't know what that means, the Apostle Paul yep. made tents for a living. That's right. So he earned his own living. Mm-hmm. Brother Henry and I have that in common. Yep. He, he's uh, done all kinds of different things to make a living while you've been pastoring a yes, church. That's why I like you know, it. some people don't understand that. No. And I've talked to people before and said, oh, I just can't imagine how, how you do that. I said, well, you do what you have to you do. You do what you have to now, do. Now, for me, if if I could uh, somehow another figure out how to get you know five hundred six hundred people to my church on Sunday morning and got a good offering and, and, take and your they, time. they could pay my full salary, I'd be happy to do Amen. that. But that hasn't happened. Amen. So I just said, Lord, I want to serve, and I know that's your heart. That's my heart. And Brother Henry, he he's having a hard time saying, telling God no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we don't tell God no. If you do, he'll he'll make you say well, yes. The thing about it is that God knows our hearts, and yes, he, he knows does. he can ask us to do things, and we'll do it. Amen. See, one of my core uh, values in my life is I will not tell God I will not do something he asked me to do. I did one time. <laughs> yeah, you told us about that. <laughs> that didn't go well, did it? I know. Yeah. No, I, I, but I, I – Two things. One, I, I want to make sure I'm hearing from God mm-hmm. because I can get flash in this too, mm-hmm. and I don't want that to happen. No, so I said, Lord, no, sir. You you make it plain that this is what you want me to do, oh, and absolutely. I'll and I'll do it to the very best of my yes. ability. And I may not be the very very best at it when I start, but I'll get better because you'll help me. Amen. And and having that assurance in your heart. So following that principle, you now you're in uh, what was the country of. Uh, Dominican Republic. I've been to Are you still Republic. doing that? I still, oh yeah, I'll be there. I was supposed to went June, and they moved me out of November because the Dominican is still pretty tight and locked uh-huh. down right now. Okay, 
and uh, go back to the Philippines, hopefully January, February, to build a church. We got the wow. money to build a church over there, and we're waiting all the clearance. I suppose to have been there, but everything's been moved around now. You know, the Philippines is a long way 12,500 miles, halfway wow. around the world. Wow. So, so you, you've made connections with people there? Yes. I got a pastor, Alex Montana, who lives in Cogandior City. Uh, he's a pastor I work with. I got a pastor, Susie Estaño, works in uh, Tagbalaran City up in Bahol. And uh, so I got those two there, and I got another friend over in uh, Palawan. So, you, so you're working with the missions in the mm-hmm. Dominican, in the Philippines, and then you're also working in the Appalachians. Appalachians, two ministries there. As well as pastoring a church here mm-hmm. and a mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, now, right now you haven't been able to go to the prisons right. lately, but that's something that you do yeah, on a pretty well, regular I basis. I usually go you know, sometimes two or three times a week when I'm home. Uh-huh. They got me a pretty good schedule. They said, you come and go as you want. Okay. Uh, and so if I want to go out there and spend time with the men, I can go out there. And, and I really enjoy it. I go through them. And they, they want to talk. I sit down on the bunk and talk to them, pray with them. Wow. And uh, that. And then, and then, of course, then you're earning your living. I mean, you do get some salary from the church a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get some. But, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to use my ministry money for ministry. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, then I got to walk out of jail, too. We're still going with it. But since 93. We'll call it jail. Okay, the jail. There's, there's a distinction there between the jail and the prison. Yeah, so you're still doing that as well. Wow. <laughs> but do you do you sleep? Do you ever just lay down and just go to sleep? I usually crash. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, well, the thing about it is that, uh, you know, you're it's not as young as you used to be. No. And, uh, and, uh, just had a birthday. Yeah, and neither am I. <laughs> Actually, because if you, if you just had a birthday, then we're the same age. Right. Except that you're a little older than I am because you were born, uh, you were born in 1952. Yep. April 52. Yeah, April 52. Right, so you were born a little bit four hours. So we're the same age. Yep. Now, I'm like you. I go and my wife says, uh, uh she wants me to slow down. And I said, well, I, I do. But I'm finding that my body is telling me that uh, yeah, I'm noticing things I, I don't uh, respond. I don't, I don't spring back as right. fast. Right. No, no, we don't. Some mornings I get up and I'm going, uh-oh, I'm up. <laughs> right, 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 right. I know that feeling. But, but yet, that calling is just as strong. It's just as strong as it's ever. In fact, I think stronger. Yeah, because for me, in a way, I feel almost uh, anxious about it because I think, yeah. I mean, there's only so many years if I'm looking at my own personal clock and calendar yeah. that I'm going to be able to serve mm-hmm. to give God all that I've got. Yeah. One of the issues that came up for me this year was youth camp because I've got it coming up in July 20th. I'm mm-hmm. still doing youth. Oh. Okay. Should we do it this year? Right. Because a lot of places are not. Yeah. And finally, finally it's, it's gotten all settled now. And for those who are listening, July 20 through 24, we're going down to the Swanee River to Advent Christian Village to have the camp down there oh, this okay, year. Okay, cool. Praise God. But I said, yes, yes, I'm, I'm still good. I'm, I'm not as young as I used to, but but the ministry is still there. Amen. And and uh, if God can use me, then I want to be used. Right. And, so I, and, and I know you're the same way. He says, yeah. God, where can, you, where can you use me? My little motto is I'd rather burn out for Jesus than rust out for the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's right. And of course, the thing about it is that if we don't keep moving, we might rush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's true, it. brother. That's brother true. Henry, tell the folks again how they get in touch with you. If, if okay, there's several ways. You can get my phone number. Uh, if you want to give me a call, it's 850-273-1674. If you got groceries, food, clothes, anything you want to donate, we'll come get it. Okay. Uh, you can go on to my we got a website henrymillerministries.com you can go to .org or .us okay 
You can go to any one of those websites. And you can get music there. Get music books there. Books that and, people uh, can yeah. get, get you there. You help with our ministry. One of them's got a donation page. You can help us with our ministry if you want to. Okay. We don't yeah. ask for money. We don't beg for money. But people say, I'd like sure. to help people, you. People want to give sometimes. And uh, then you got I got Henry Miller Ministries Facebook page. It's on you can go there, and plus I do weekly devotionals, and I do Tuesday night prayer on Facebook. Okay. A lot of opportunities to get involved as such. Come on, we'd love to have you. <laughs> Brother Henry, I always appreciate you coming. Thank and, you for uh, having me, Pastor. It's always thank a good you. time whenever you come. But we always close the broadcast with prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you have called us yes. to, to serve in, in your vineyard. And Father God, I just bring you a bless the labor that that is done for you. Yes, Father, in all that we do, Father, we yes, look to God. you, we give Man, you glory and praise. Glory. We pray over our city, we pray, oh God, over our country. Yes, we Jesus. pray for your kingdom. And Lord, we pray for peace in the streets of Jerusalem. And yes. these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's good to have you, Brother Henry. Blessing, Pastor. Anytime. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.